Let us go before the Lord in prayer together. Father, in the name of your Son, Christ Jesus, we give you all the praise and honor and glory. God, because as we continue to put our faith in you, we know you're, you're calling us to a, a higher level, God, a, a, a level of maturity with you. For us to reach that level, God, we have to understand that we got to get on this path where we're walking a blameless walk before you. We can't keep playing this blame game and think that we can mature in you. You call us out in your word, God. You, you said that we have faith in you. If we trust in you, God, you, you will show us how to be blameless before you. We put our faith in you. We ask you to watch over us and guide us and keep us and watch over our children and our families, God. Bring us into the rightful state with you, God, a blameless state, God, where righteousness prevails and your love is, covers the multitude of our sins. Guide our hearts and mind today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's go through a blameless walk as we're led by the inspired teaching of the Holy Spirit today. So when God introduced this teaching to me, I, I thought it was impossible for me to carry out. How can a human walk blameless before God? The Lord said, let me teach you, and then you share what I've spoken to you with others. See, everyone God calls, he calls for the person to be, take a spiritual journey with him that leads that person to a righteous and blameless walk. But some do not get there because of their desires and sins and motives and plans. But for those who follow Jesus, their journey will change into a blameless walk before God. Since it's a long road, we cannot get there quickly or on our own. But we can get there with the guidance and help of the Holy Spirit leading us along the way. See, when things happen, the question is, who? Who is to blame? When something goes wrong or at fault, who, who fault is it? Like Joseph and his brothers, see, we need to learn a lesson here. See, Joseph wanted to, dis to discover who took the silver cup from him. He said the one who, with the cup would be held to blame, but all the others would be set free. We better believe Satan is working to ensure we are to blame for not following God. Though God may see us as blameless, Satan wants us to fall from this position. He wants God to blame us for not upholding his word. He wants God to remove his head to protection and test our faith. So we are found at fault. See, let's learn from Job. God saw Job as righteous. And Job thought of himself as blameless. This could be the very reason that Satan wanted to attack Job, not because of how God saw Job, but because of how Job viewed himself. See, Job said, I am blameless. He said, God destroys both the blameless and the wicked. See, and just as God had to straighten out Job's thinking, he, he has to straighten out our thinking so we don't fall from his grace. See, Job believed he did not walk in falsehood. He had not deceived anyone. Job thought if God would weigh him, that God would find out that Job was blameless. Job said, I, I fed others. I, 
I did not get enticed by women. I, I did not look at my neighbor's possessions. And then the Lord opened the eyes of Job so he can see and understand. Who can stand blameless before God based on their own works and deeds? See, we're not the judge of ourselves. Christ Jesus is going to judge us all. See, go with me to Job chapter 42, verses 1 to 6. So we must believe in God's justice, not standing on our own knowledge and truth. So in saying that we are blameless, we must live in the, inside of Christ. We must live in the spirit of the Lord. Job chapter 42 verses 1 to 6 says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you do, can do all things, and no plans of yours can be thwarted. He asked, Who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will answer me. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. See, Job had to learn what it means to be blameless before God. It's interesting how we look at things when things go wrong, when things don't go our way. We would rather blame God than blame ourselves. See, this was foretold. Christ said, we would say to him, why does God blame us? God is the one who created us. Why is he blaming us? See, if it was, it was not God who drawed us to live for sin and pleasure. It was not God who, who enticed us to provide, to not provide for our relatives and our family members and, and those that we have means to help. See, we've been taught to live for ourselves. And that makes us deny our faith. But, but God will hold us to blame for the choices we make in this life. See, when you and I decide to not follow the commandments of God, we will be held to blame. When you and I decide to honor ourselves whether they honor God, we will be held to blame. When you and I decide to add and subtract and change God's word, we will be blamed. Make no doubt about it. You and I are going to be blamed for the wrong that we do, but we have a way to repent of our sins. So we play this blame game. It's not my fault. I'm not to blame. It's, it's this person's fault. It's the pastor's fault. It's the church's fault. It's my family's fault. It's God's fault. But we're not in control of our own actions, our own choices and the decisions we make. We choose not to believe in God. We, we, it, it, we choose what we put our faith in. So no matter what we think about ourselves, we must understand that you and I can never contend with God. How can we accuse God of anything? We need to learn from Job how unworthy we are. We should just put our hands over our mouth because we are guilty. We, we are guilty and we have rebelled against God. And now we must turn and confess our sins, repent of our sins, and take refuge in God. So there's a song of joy in our heart. We must repent so the Lord will spread his arms of protection around us. So we come to know the loving name of the Lord and begin to rejoice in the new life that God has given us. As though we are guilty, we can't turn away from God. But it says that a righteous person turns from the righteousness and commits sins and do detestable things like the wicked, they will not live. 
and none of the righteous things they have done will be remembered if they turn to do wrong. Because of their unfaithfulness, they will be found guilty. Because of their unrepentant heart, they will be found guilty. We have done wrong. But that does not mean we have to remain condemned. We can repent. The Lord is slow in anger and great in power. His love is everlasting. It's unconditional. He is a just God who will not leave the guilty unpunished. Therefore, we must confess and repent of our sins. See, Christ has told us the truth when he came and he said, I will judge everybody. He came so the blind could see and those who could see become blind. Jesus told the Pharisees, and he's telling us that if we were blind, we would not be guilty. But now that we claim that we can see, we are guilty, and the guilt will remain if we do not confess. We're guilty, and we have done wrong. But because of God's love, we're not excused from the, if the, if the guilt remained on us, there, there, there will be no excuse. So you, you and I, we have this opportunity before God to repent of all the wrong we've done. For the blood of Christ Jesus has the power to purify us from all sin, so we're not found guilty in the end. Go with me to John chapter 15, verses 20 to 22. See, it does not matter how we come to Jesus. We're all guilty. What matters is what we do from now on, now that we understand, now that we know. John chapter 15, verses 20 to 22 says, Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. And if, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed me, they will obey you also. They would treat you this way because of my name, but they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for their sins. See, Christ says if he would have done wrong on earth, then we would not be guilty of sin. He came and performed miracles to demonstrate the Father was with him. And, and he still had, we still don't believe, we, we still have doubt about God. Uh, even though the, the scriptures are being fulfilled, Christ says, you know, the scripture says that they, they hated me without reason. That we just wouldn't believe. That we put our faith in God. See, we must begin to live in Christ to overcome this. So, so our conscience is clear. So, so, so though, we're, though we're not innocent in anything we do, we have a way that we can be walk blameless before God. We have a way that we can be set right before God. We have a chance for our guilt to be removed. So when we are judged, we will not be found guilty. Our walk must become blameless. Full of light, our, our heart must be exposed. So there's no excuse and no question about how we're walking and the way we're walking. See, if we want to live a blameless life as God has called us, then we must examine our lives and do what make us walk in a way that our life and our walk before God become blameless before Him. This means being honest. When we come before the Lord to, to take communion and recognize the body of Christ Jesus, so there's no judgment against us. 
See, for us of walk blameless, we must accept the fact that, that what we know and what we see is only a shadow of that which is to come. It's not the reality itself. Therefore, we must put no confidence in the flesh, no, no confidence in our knowledge, we, we, no, no confidence in what we think we know. Our walk is blameless because everything we do, we do to please God. See, Christ opened the curtain so we can live blameless in the body of Christ. We can walk blameless by drawing near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts cleansed by the, from the guilty conscience we had and our body washed from the filthiness that we lived in. See, in Christ is the only way we can have a blameless walk. Everyone who tries to keep God's word stumbles at some point and becomes guilty of breaking God's word. Only in Christ can we have a, a blameless life. We may say we don't commit adultery, we don't murder, but we, we do curse, we do lie, we, we do carry our sexual morality, we, we are greedy. Are we not to blame? Was it, was, was it not us who broke God's word? We all should be working to be seen by the Lord as someone who walk is blameless. We want the Lord to see us as he saw Noah. The count of his life of one of the righteous men, a blameless among all the people. Would the Lord say that about our life? See, becoming blameless may be part of our faith. God must see us as a blameless as he did Abraham. The Lord said to Abraham, walk before God blameless. God confirmed his covenant with Abraham and blessed him greatly. See, walking blameless before God is a way to receive increased blessing from God. See, God is calling us to walk blameless before him. If we do not, we will be held accountable for the detestable things we have done, all, all the detestable practices we have carried out. God said we must walk blameless before the Lord your God. See, this is... A, a mature te a teaching it, it, it's not for the faint of heart, for those who waver in their faith. It, this is for the God faithful ones, those who work at keeping the word of God and following Christ Jesus. We must work and do our part so our walk is blameless. We must keep the ways of God. We cannot be, do evil and, and turn away from God. We must keep God's word before us and accept every scripture as truth. We must walk blameless before God, keeping ourselves from sin, so the Lord will reward us according to our righteousness, according to the clean hands and the clean mind and the clean body that we keep before God. We can do this. For our walk to be blameless, we cannot be based on our thinking. It must be based on God's word, Son, and Spirit. It is God who's going to determine if our walk is blameless. It's not us. The Lord is going to determine if our walk is pure. We must humble ourselves before the Lord. He is going to see exactly what we are. We will be exposed. Every little bit of us will be exposed. We might as well expose it now so God can help clean it up and we have a blameless walk with God. Go with me to 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 26 to 28. God must see our walk as faithful blameless and pure. Let us work so our walk is right before God. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 26 to 28 says, To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, 
you show yourself pure, but to the crooked you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but your eyes are on the naughty to bring them low. See, for us to ensure our walk is blameless, we need a strong prayer life. So we abound more and more in the knowledge and insight of God. So God's love is increasing in us. See, we need to have a discerning spirit so we choose what is best, pure, and blameless to do. See, for our walk to be blameless for God must get to the point where we do everything without complaining and arguing. So our walk is blameless. There's no blame. Our walk is pure. Even though we live in a crooked and depraved generation, we shine like stars in the universe before the Lord. So we ask the Lord to strengthen our hearts so we're blameless and holy in His presence. We ask the Lord to sanctify us through and through so our spirit, soul, and body is blameless before Him. So we are faithful in all that we do. So we walk in the righteousness of God. See, but I can tell you, maturity faith is about developing this blameless walk before God, as we've been called to do. See, but when things go wrong or they don't go our way, who do we blame? See, we we like to play this blame game. You know, we 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 blame our friends. See, that we like to blame. We like the blame game. We we blame our our family members for the things that they say they've done to us. We we turn around. We we're always about placing blame. We we place blame on our spouse. It's all about the blame game. We we even blame our children. You know, it's always not about us. It's about someone else. So therefore, we blame others for what happens to us. What's at fault in our lives? And why things are not going well? And if it just gets real bad, see, we we turn and we blame God. But this weighs us down. We don't understand all this blaming and important fingers and finding fault. It just weighs us down. So we cannot, we cannot pray. We cannot, we cannot come close to God. We cannot grow in our faith because we weigh down by blame. But Christ came to set us free, so we don't have a mindset of just blaming everybody for everything. We need to take this burden that's on us and take it to Jesus and lay it before the cross. And we need to lay it down and, and understand that God wants us to live a blameless life. He wants us to live, walk before him in blamelessly. Things are going to happen in life. Bad and good. While it's about uh, the choices we make, it's, it's not about placing blame. In Christ, we've developed a blameless walk before God. See, and when we do that, man, good things start happening in our life. God, Christ gives us purpose. He totally sets us free so we don't have to blame anybody. We're free to let it go. We don't have to hang on to that. See, we, you got to understand when you have a blameless wall, there's hope in your life. God just starts increasing everything in your life and your faith because you're blameless. You're not out here trying to find fault in, in, in anyone, and especially in God. And then God allows you to then be a great work in service. And see, it's only in Christ Jesus can our walk be blameless. It's not easy to stop blaming. I understand it. I see it every day. I hear it every day. I used to do it myself. But in God, all things are possible. 
We must answer the call and live a blameless life before God. It is what he's calling us to. It's the height that he's called us to. And you and I got to get there. We can reach a point in our journey where the Lord has done a lot of work in us and, and the change is evident in us. We, we move forward in our walk so the Lord finds us spotless, blameless, and at peace in him. The Lord change our hearts. We no longer defile ourselves. We keep ourselves pure before him. We follow the Lord. We, we, are, we, have, we have been purchased by the Lord, free from darkness. Let no falsehood be found in us. Let no blame come from us. We, we walk blameless before God, giving everything, our whole body, mind, spirit, and soul to God through Christ Jesus. So there's praise lifted up out of our body to God, reaching the throne of God, that he looks down and sees us and grant us favor and see us blameless and righteous before him. Lord God, God wants us to have a blameless walk it causes a lot of change to take place in us. Praise the Lord. Christ is our example of how to walk blameless before the Father. We must follow the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. From the beginning, our walk before God was crooked and built on lies and falsehood and deceit. <laughs> then one day, the Lord called us, instructed us in the ways we should walk. It was at that moment that we allowed God to change our walk. He alone was able to make our crooked walk straight. He, he alone was able to change our walk from falsehood to truth. See, Christ Jesus entered into our hearts and caused our walk to change from a walk of lies to a walk of faith. God calls each one of us to start living a blameless life. We must take our walk seriously in the end so we'll be rewarded. The Lord will call us righteous servant, a true child of God. God is being patient, giving us time to examine our life and seek Him. We must strengthen our walk so our spiritual journey leads to a blameless walk before the Lord. See, every step we take toward God, every step we take toward the Lord is a blameless step, a step toward truth, a step towards justice, a step towards faith, it's a step towards hope, it's a step towards God. God's love, it, it leads us into this blameless walk that God has called us into. We must receive it. We must understand what God calls us, the height by which he called us and stop laying around down here in this, this low pit like we're going to make it in. We got to climb this hill with God and let God change everything about us that our walk become blameless and righteous before him. And he'll say, well done, good and faithful sir." Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Thank you, God, for touching us. Thank you, God, for calling us. Thank you, God, for sending your son. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us understanding, God, that we have faith, that we'll change, God. We'll repent of our sins. We'll, we'll, we'll become a, a blameless walk before you, walking in your righteousness. God, our hearts and minds to take over. Strengthen us, God, and give us complete understanding how to walk blameless before you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May God bless and guide you today.